I ain't got no home, I'm just a roaming round. Just a wandering worker, I go from town to town. And the police make it hard wherever I may go. And I ain't got no home in this world anymore. Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Comrades, a leftist podcast discussing current events, theory, and action through a radical lens. So before we launch the show today, we just have a couple of announcements that we want to get out of the way first. Uh, First and foremost, this is a brand new show, uh, and we are trying to get the word out. So if you enjoy uh, what we're talking about, if you are vibing with things that we're saying, um, then please share this with your friends or your comrades. Uh, Link to the show on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at CoffeeWComrades and subscribe to our RSS feed at coffeewithcomrades.com. You can follow us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Um, also, if uh, Instagram is your thing, you can uh, find us at, at coffeewithcomrades. Um, so yeah, rate and review us and uh, tell us about what you're hearing, if you like it, if you hate it, whatever. Um, we also want to have guests come visit the show. So if you're knowledgeable about a certain topic uh, and or you want to share that insight with us, please make sure to reach out to us. If you have feedback, criticism, anything of like that nature, um, hit us up at coffeewithcomrades at gmail.com. Come hang out with us. So given everything that's been going down over the past few weeks, we felt that it was only appropriate to focus our attention on the absolute fucking horror show that is ICE, the CBP, and the DHS, and the sort of inhuman detention of undocumented migrants, predominantly uh, Latinx folks and people of color at the U.S. borders. We also want to take some time to show you that there are effective ways to actually fight back against this regime and protect our communities from the horrors of the U.S. state. I think so often people feel really paralyzed and feel like they can't do anything and we want to try and uh, provide some ways to look at this situation uh, that can be inspiring and helpful uh, in combating and and, and moving past this just shit show that is that is ice the world has been pummeled by one story after another about ice and the cvp the u.s pretends to be the land of the free but it has consistently stood in the way of immigrants also really important to note that while we've always been sort of unfriendly to immigrants, ICE itself is a very new agency. Um, it was formed in 2002 in the aftermath of 9-11, of course, um, when the Homeland Security Act uh, passed. It falls under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security. So basically, several agencies that already existed, um, border and immigration agencies, they were just fused and squished together into a literal Frankenstein of a bureaucracy that um, currently exists. And it's where all of our wannabe fascist heroes and meathead idiots who are literally too stupid to be cops uh, go to work. And, And to make matters worse, there's a sort of bipartisan consensus from both Democrats and Republicans about this. Some immigrants' rights activists have gone so far as to call Obama the deporter-in-chief because under Obama's watch, millions of folks were deported from the U.S. Yeah, um, it is, I think, super important to clarify that this is not a Trump thing. Um, it's getting a lot of attention right now because Trump is a fumbling fucking baboon who has fucked this up royally and something that wasn't getting a lot of previous attention now has like the full spotlight on it and i'm glad i'm glad that people are finally fucking waking up to that this is going on but um the policy change itself that created 
the disaster we're currently looking at. It started under um, George W. Bush, um, and but it really ramped up under Obama. Um, basically, prior to this policy shift, Border Patrol practiced what they called catch and release um, because these people are disgusting and they like using animal metaphors to refer to human beings. Um, and basically what would happen is if they... Um, caught uh, undocumented people for minor crimes or caught them crossing the border, they would just sort of bust them back and there was no real formal process to it. Um, it was literally catch and release. Um, but under the Obama administration, this process became way more formalized. Um, and if you were caught crossing the border, if you were picked up by um, ICE, you would get fingerprinted no matter what and you would get officially deported. So obviously, um, this already defunct and shit-stained toilet that is U.S. immigration policy and bureaucracy got really fucking clogged up. And it just, the system got so backed up that it created the disaster that we're looking at. In 2014, images started surfacing of immigrant detention centers where kids were sleeping in what appeared to be dog kennels. And it's fucking depressing. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's disgusting it's really, and really hard to heinous and awful. All of, all of this shit is heinous and awful. Jean Favreau, he is um, he used to be a one of Obama's speechwriters, one of his main speechwriters. Um, he literally lives inside of Obama's asshole. Like, that's where his residence is. Um, and recently, uh, he actually shared these photos uh, via his Twitter, I'm fairly certain. And he attributed them to the current Trump administration. Um, and these photos were actually taken in 2014. Um, and if we were not talking about photos of children in, like, Reynolds Wrap aluminum foil blankets um, in cages... Um, this would be hilarious because it just kind of goes to show the sort of double standard that the people in charge hold for themselves. An estimated 2.5 million people were deported under Obama, just as for, for talking numbers. And, and that's a conservative estimate. That's that we know of. Uh, and, and of course, since then, things have only gotten out of hand under the xenophobic Trump administration. So tell us about the budget. So, of course, you know, the Trump 2018 budget overall... Uh, garbage disaster um it allocated 7.5 billion fucking dollars for ice alone that doesn't include the 14 billion dollars allocated to customs and border protection um i think it's important to clarify that those are two separate uh agencies so customs and border they are the people that are at the airport that make sure that um you can't bring cheese or apples into the country, um, so they are equally as pointless. And then um, ICE, uh, they kind of take care of the rest of... ICE is in charge of enforcing immigration in the rest of America, so they are the ones that represent um, United States interests when uh, people are being prosecuted for being undocumented or for entering the country, um, quote-unquote, illegally. Uh, they are the muscle, so to speak. And then uh, Customs and Border, they are the guardians the gatekeepers and and so that brings us to sort of this contemporary moment that we're in right now um in a recent article posted on the intercept uh ryan devereaux wrote the u.s has taken more than 3,700 children from their parents and has no plans for returning them um there this is a an incredibly in-depth in, in article uh, that uh, ryan devereaux wrote and you can check out uh his discussion of it um on the intercepted podcast but he sort of unpacks uh this 
expose that he did, um, and he's been doing great work uh, on, on the subject. Um, on that same podcast uh, uh, with Jeremy Scahill, they also host uh, uh, Alicia Sperry, who broke uh, a story about rampant sexual abuse in ICE detention centers. Um, with over a thousand different independent cases of people coming with uh, claims of sexual harassment um, uh, by ICE and CBP. I'm, I'm sure you also heard the the story that recently came out about the the guard that was assaulting a four year old and threatening her mother with deportation in order to keep them quiet. That's like I don't like I can't like I can't fathom like this reality that we're living in is very, very hard for me to come to grips with. Like I, it's really hard to accept. And it's one of those things where it's so awful. And like, let's, can we talk about like 3,700 kids and like what a crazy number that is? Because it's like one thing just to like read the number, but that's like, fuck, that's like my high, that's two of my high school. That's like if two entire high schools went missing that's crazy to think that's it's absurd and the fact that there's anyone out there that can remotely try and justify this i don't know it's unacceptable and and they say that the uh, in the article they say that the average um age of the of, of a child separated was seven years old like i don't know if you've met any babies they're not very good at being alone um and not being taken care of by people that love them it doesn't it doesn't sit right with them um they tend to need things like stimulation and familial bonding and parental love um that i just don't think that ice guards are really quite qualified to give another one of the terrible things that have happened is the ice director rejected the nazi comparisons by using the exact same god damn argument that the nazis used to justify their actions i was just following orders uh, i didn't know uh, i didn't know that it was wrong to separate kids from their parents i have no uh, brain in in between my ears i just do what i'm told and I, I think one of the most devastating things and i think what really put this on the radar for some people uh was the ProPublica release of the audio um which we're going to play here in just a second and it's devastating I still haven't listened to the entire recording. I got about 15 seconds in. I think I got to the point where the guy first says, like, like we've got an orchestra here. I had to turn it off. But if you do have a heart in your chest, you're going to find this audio deeply unsettling. So we're going to play it for you. To make matters worse, uh, Stephen Miller, the twisted gargoyle who concocted this heinous policy, reportedly actually enjoys seeing those pictures at the the border, according to one article that surfaced in Vanity Fair. This person... And I, I use the, per, the, the word person I don't feel like is appropriate because 
I don't understand how, like, he could have come from a human mother. So first of all, I just want to, this is totally kind of irrelevant, but um, he, I was told that he's only 30, uh, 35 years old, and I didn't believe the person that told me that he was only 35 years old, and I googled it, and he's actually only 32, so this guy's really young, and he resembles, like, a, just, he looks like a raw Olive Garden breadstick. He's just, like, a dehydrated husk of a disgusting human he looks like he's about 80 years old. He looks and like I a fucking necromancer. He does. He looks like a dark wizard. And I think that it's probably because he subsists only on baby blood um, and maybe like LaCroix. Like he's, he just, he's a vampiric scum fucker. Yes, pretty much. That's a fair assessment. He's a um, bottom feeding lobster. He's a senior policy advisor. That's like his official title uh, for President Trump. So there's that. His greatest hits include the Muslim ban and literally being buddies with Richard Spencer. Yes. uh, Richard Spencer considers this guy a mentor. Um, And they had a relationship, uh, I guess, when Spencer was in college. Uh, So that speaks for itself. Miller apparently denies that there was ever a relationship, but there's plenty of evidence that these guys were buddies. The good news, though, is that the barbarism of ICE and the ZBP has engendered a massive acts of creative resistance, which helped provide us a path forward to challenge the state spontaneously and fight against the feelings of powerlessness and paralysis that Trump's shock doctrine perpetually thrusts upon us. So if you, again, have been living under a rock, you probably haven't heard about Occupy ICE in Portland. Um, this movement is taking off. Uh, there are now people occupying ICE facilities in New York as well and in other major cities across the nation. There were there are, are have been a series of autonomous actions and spontaneous direct actions um, across the, 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 the nation, including in Tampa Bay. Um, thousands of people have been storming the ICE offices in Texas. Um, there have been so many creative and inspiring and evocative ways of challenging this clusterfuck of, of a situation. Um, and, and we're going to touch on that and, and, and kind of close with that. But before uh, we get there, we just kind of want to talk about this nightmare uh, a bit because um, it's worth really trying to unpack and, 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 and explore in depth. I guess the first thing that I, I, I kind of want to talk about is this. The White House has just been lying about this over and over and over. They said at first, oh, we don't we don't have a child separation policy. Mm-hmm. They fucking do. They continue to deny it even as the hard evidence was coming like reaching mainstream media outlets like as the footage and the recordings and the photos were coming out they continued to say oh no we don't do that but then it turns out that they not only do they do that but they've been fucking doing it like it's been going on do you want to talk about the propaganda yeah i do want to talk about um i also want to talk about this uh crazy ass bullshit that the trump white house pulled uh friday we're recording this on saturday so yesterday um this uh, ceremony, I guess is what they called it, was live streamed from um, Trump's Twitter. Um, and it was basically this weird pageant where Trump got a bunch of um, parents of individuals who had been killed by uh, undocumented people. And he got them up on stage and they had big autograph photos of their lost loved ones' uh, faces. And Trump had autographed 
all of the photos. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he had autographed them. I don't know. Did they ask him to do that? It was it was really weird. I thought it was very strange. Like I have this signed photo of my dead kid like, that's been signed I'm by. Sign a photo of your like, dead child. What the fuck what kind the of fuck kind of like, goddamn garden wall <laughs> is he? Oh my god! What I, a fucking idiot. I I don't know. I don't even know how to make sense of that. So the autograph photos aside, he got these uh parents, uh, mothers, fathers of uh, different individuals. I watched most of it chewed some of it out um but they got these individuals up on stage and he uh talked about he pulled out some crime statistics that are kind of dated i think they're from like 2003 to 2009 um crime statistics of crimes that have been committed by um undocumented immigrants uh repeated like he kept they all kept using the term illegal aliens criminal aliens um pretty much any kind of terminology that would dehumanize uh the individuals we're actually talking about have you noticed that like rhetorically like uh, that's something that always interests me because like i teach english right so like they use the word alien Mm -hmm. and use it as as a weapon Mm -hmm. and that's what i mean that's what it is that's what this propaganda machine does it turns out you know weaponized rhetoric in order to try and dehumanize these people but like trump will either refer to them as animals or aliens those are the two never human beings never by name never with stories unless they're stories that fit into his twisted fucking worldview. oh so he referred to these families as angel families this was what uh they called them in the ceremony their angel families which is weird and pandery Anyway, so we had them up in front of this big backdrop that had these phrases printed on it that were like, protect our nation and like other white supremacist bullshit. Um, and it was like parents that got up on stage. One of the uh, one of the speakers, she was actually a Hungarian immigrant and she went on a whole thing about how she had come in the right way. And <laughs> I hate when they use that shit. It's it's cheap. It's foul. Um, I don't buy into it. But anyway, she was a Hungarian immigrant and she said to Trump um, that his election was her birthday present and that she was still waiting on her shovel so that she could go help and uh, build the wall. Oh my so, God. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm dead serious. Oh she was like, I'm still waiting on my shovel so that I can go and help you build the, build the wall. Fuck off. So um, please, if you see anybody... Uh, trying to build a wall at the border, please take their shovel and hit them over the head with it. <laughs> Just tell them no. Spray them with like a uh, little water spray bottle. bottle of water. <laughs> like, no, down racist, bad. Bad racist. Bad racist. Bad racist. Um, don't let people be that way, please. If you hear them saying shit like that, call them the fuck out on it. Um, my other favorite uh, angel family moment was um, another gentleman whose mother also came in the right way. I don't know why they love that fucking Ooh, phrase. The right, the right way. Like, bitch, shut up. But um, so his mother had uh, come in the right way from Ireland. And he got up on stage and he was talking about how, like, uh, within the first, like, 10 years of her being in the United States, she couldn't uh, get into any kind of trouble or else she would have had to leave the country because of her residency requirements and all that good stuff. And this man, <laughs> he goes, um, what he, he says, if she had, if she had stepped a toe out of line or something like that, or if she had gotten in any trouble, 
I would be speaking Northern Irish right now. Northern Irish, folks. That's not a language, in case you were wondering. Irish is a language, but they don't really speak it. Like, and these are the only people that he can fucking dig up. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, the, like these are the only people that he can dig up to, to, to make his, his propagandistic bullshit. Yes. And I tried to do, so one of the mothers got up on the stage and she told her story and then she also took the opportunity, or at least I think it was one of the mothers. She, um, one of the mothers, after she told her story, she got up on the stage and she used the opportunity to plug a website um, that I tried to access. It's called uh, IllegalAlienCrimeReport.com. Like the name in it, I felt dirty when I was just like typing because I wanted to see what the fuck it was. And, um. It, it's inaccessible as I last checked it's still like not up uh, there was a 503 uh, error so who knows why that is um, but the only thing I could dig up was um, the page for Fair US which is it's the Federation for American Immigration Reform um, it is literally classified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center so there's that um, but on their webpage they have like a list of like stories and several of the people that were featured on the fair us website were actually on the stage at this angel family event um so i'm gonna go ahead and assume i'm gonna i'm willing to bet that this illegal crime report website is somehow affiliated with fair us um and like you said these are the only fucking people that he could dig up the most powerful person right. in the world <sighs> these are the only person people that he can dig out to make his agenda the most of them from what I heard, most of them, their children had been killed in like drunk driving incidents was the majority of the stories that I listened to, which is tragic. Make no mistake. That is horrible that, you know, their children had to die that way. That's awful. But to me, the problem is not illegal immigration. It's drunk driving. You know, it happened not because these people came into our country. It happened because they chose to drive drunk um, and you know drunk driving is something that American citizens do all the time and American citizens kill each other all the fucking time there was one story that somebody told uh, about her son um, and how he was it was like a gas station holdup kind of scenario um, they were buying cigarette the the murderer was buying cigarettes her son was the clerk there was some sort of altercation and her son was shot again awful do i think that it's at all related no. to immigration no and, and you're gonna have people who would be like well you know if he wasn't here in this country then it never would have happened and like yes ostensibly that's true like yes like ostensibly you know, if he yeah. was not here that would not have happened however the whole idea is then okay so if if this one person who, who murdered someone wasn't here then this would never happen. So let's just not have any immigrants come in at all. Like that disconnect and, and is never vocalized or expressed, and it, it's implicitly insane. It's just it doesn't it, it it lacks any grounding in rational thought, which is a great transition to this whole this is not fascism thing, which is just wrong. It's just fucking wrong. Like people don't understand that. As Mark Bray puts it in Antifa, the anti-fascist handbook, that fascism occurs on a spectrum. Just because people aren't being thrust into ovens or gas chambers doesn't mean this isn't fucking fascism. Uh, I, for one, am just sick and tired of people who call themselves on the left and who are saying, well, this is or this isn't fascism. Uh, again, 
you know, words mean things. I, I understand the value of using words for their intended purposes, but separating children from their parents and putting them into fucking concentration camps is fascistic, period. And, and, and saying so doesn't cheapen the horrors of the Holocaust. No. If, if anything, it allows us to reinforce those atrocities in the minds of people so that never again actually become something more than just this inane mantra that we spew and is actually a commitment to direct fucking action and, and, and taking, account, uh, uh, taking accountability for, for what's happening right now. If we don't actively combat what Alexander Reed Ross calls the fascist creep, then we're going to be caught flat-footed and, and, and indefensible. You know, people always ask, well, you know, I wonder what Germans did, and why, why did they just let the Nazis commit such mass atrocities? I, I don't wonder anymore, right. because just a casual glance at the toxic cesspool of social media will reveal that there are bootlickers more than happy to acquiesce to this Kafka-esque nightmare. Not just acquiesce, but to actively aid and support yes. this nightmare. It, it, it's so fucked. Like, it... it I, I can remember being like a, a kid sitting in like sophomore world history and like wondering like how could they have done like how could people have just sat by and, and done this? Well, people are doing it right now. It's insane. It's insane to me. Well, I think that like it's I don't under like the one thing I've noticed is that they really like the people that I've seen like on social media, you know, not anybody of any, you know, media or anything like that, but just the random, like, Facebook assholes that I've witnessed that have tried to, like, clobber together weird defenses of this strategy that the administration is taking. Like, they really don't comprehend that these children are, are, are people. Like, they really don't get that. Like, they really, it's their photo. Like, I think that they just think of them as, like, pixels on a screen. We're in a uh, group chat with uh, one of our friends, uh, and did you see the the uh, article she sent? Which one? Uh, about the the ICE agent that was found with child yes. porn. Yes. That makes that shit makes me physically ill. Like what the fuck? Like why aren't people? Ah, god damn it! Like what is it gonna take? Like, uh, do we have to start? Do we have to wait until people start digging up bodies uh, by the border in mass graves, or, or or are we gonna actually do something about this? Like it it. it it, it, it boggles my mind and it, and and if you're not fucking furious then you're clearly not paying attention like it's insane it's absolutely barbaric and insane and what's more borders aren't even real they're just fucking made up they're just arbitrary lines drawn in the sand they don't mean anything we came here and we fucking stole this this country from indigenous I peoples who lived here first like one of the most important things to note is that this is stolen land and it was stolen like under the same genocidal maniacal mindset that we're seeing in our leadership today. Um, it's nothing's changed. This is who America is. This is what we were founded on and America's doing what America does best. And it's foul and we're only seeing what they're like allowing us to know at this point. There are 1,500 kids that are just missing like they're just gone they don't know where they are what happened to them they could be lost in the system they could be fucking dead who knows they could be have been trafficked nobody knows we don't have answers they're just missing that's 1500 kids that may never see their families again it's it's awful and and, and i think the thing that i think is most 
mind-boggling to me about the conservative mind is like one of the things that they really i don't know if you have any people who are super conservative in your life uh, uh bless your heart if you do but one of the things that's like near and dear to a lot of those folks hearts is uh like sex trafficking mm-hmm. which is heinous yeah and and fucking awful but how can you not how do you lack the moral capacity to apply the same lens to that awful terrifying heinous thing to immigration and 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 losing kids the only logical like explanation for that is that these people do not value brown children in the way that they value white children and that's the only possible explanation they literally view these babies as subhuman they're babies they're babies they're babies little babies and we shouldn't be detaining people of any age for crossing an imaginary border like it just makes it especially worse that they are doing this to children who are so innocent and so vulnerable like literally the most vulnerable stage of a person's life like these kids they might never like how can you imagine the like road to just mental and emotional recovery? To be separ- separated, forcibly separated from your parents at such a young age mm-hmm. is just like, I-, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, like when you were seven years old, you thought your parents were the whole fucking world. Like they, they were your whole world. Like they, like your parents are, they're your parents. You, you love them. They're, they're great. They're, they're God to you practically. And, and to see them like violently ripped away from you is. It's unconscionable. I, I can I can't imagine the kind of like emotional and psychological trauma that that would induce. One of the first like conversations I think Pearson and I had about this, like I was talking about how I have I have a little brother who's very young. He's six, and I've seen him like distraught and in tears, confused because people were not being nice to him on Minecraft. Like that, like when people don't play nicely, just simple things will confuse him and he it throws him into this like state of just like, how, why? And to think of somebody that innocent and young and sweet and vulnerable being put in a cage and being left there alone with no toys or they're without their parents without I was reading one article about how they're not allowed to like give each other like a hug like there's only like certain amounts of touching that are allowed like between the children in a in a column posted on the guardian uh yoko Verd, verdona verdona i probably butchered her last name um uh, wrote an article about how she was separated from her parents and and, and how the trauma lasts a, li- a lifetime uh, guess who separated her from her parents fucking nazis the fucking Nazis. And and if so if anyone I think is qualified to, to say if what ICE is doing is fascistic or not, it's someone who was separated from their parents by the literal National Socialist Party. There's no conceivable way in which people can rationalize or moralize this. And, and, and this is another thing. Like, I think that uh, the older I get, the... the Especially if you have friends or, or, or family members who are, um, you know, have different political perspectives than you are, at a certain point you just gotta choose your battles. Like some of these people are just so fucking far gone. Like you can't have a meaningful, rational conversation. It's yeah. just going to result in anger and and pain and anxiety. And you just gotta fucking 
choose your battles and find people who actually have a heart. I think that if anything, this situation can provide for us an opportunity to look at the people in our lives and see who is um, who's not beyond help. <laughs> like, like who is someone that could potentially be, you know, brought into the cause. Um, somebody who's not lost. Uh, and then, like you said, it will also help you identify those who are their trash and we shouldn't bother with them you should just wash your hands of those people and move along with your lives. But yes, I agree. Speaking of uh, uh, trash people, mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us about uh, Kamala Harris? Oh, I would love to. Um, so Kamala Harris, uh, she is current uh, liberal darling of the Democratic Party. Uh, she is being kind of touted around as the very likely uh candidate to go up against or one of the very likely candidates to go up against Trump in 2020 on behalf of the Democratic Party. Um, we have a quote from her from an interview that she did with MSNBC back in March. Should ICE exist? Should ICE exist? Well, certainly when we're talking about people who have committed serious and violent crimes, you know, I mean, Chris, you know my background. I'm a prosecutor. Yep. I believe that there needs to be serious, severe and swift consequence when people commit serious and violent crimes. One human being kills another human being. A woman is raped. A child is molested. There needs to be serious consequence. And certainly if they are undocumented, they should be deported if they commit those serious and violent offenses. Her Twitter feed currently is just riddled with lots of like feel good tweets that are just calling for the resignation of Kirsten Nielsen and like she wants to look like she's condemning this whole thing. Uh, she wants to look like she's condemning the uh, in the internment of children. One of the things that I think that is important to interject here is like this whole idea of going back and forth on the whole law and order thing mm -hmm. is as old as Clinton, at least. Yeah. The, this this whole, like, well, I'm going to be the law and order president. And and, and uh, the sort of rightward, general rightward drift of the official parties in, in, in this country has been so marked around this particular subject. Because if you actually listen to that, that quote that Kamala Harris said, she's just like, oh, you know, I'm a prosecutor. I believe there need to be it's serious, severe, and one. swift consequences. Which is like, okay— how on earth do you think about justice then? Like, is justice just penalizing people? Is that an effective way to actually combat serious violent crimes? Like, how are we going to actually stop these things? We have to address the root problems. Like, th this, it's such a simple and, and, and an obvious thing, but like, penalizing people uh, and, and throwing them in a jail cell hasn't helped. It hasn't what we need is restorative justice projects that actually try and rehabilitate people that moves beyond this narrow uh, uh, state-sponsored violence that is implicit in the American justice system. Justice to them is punishment. Justice to them is making people pay. Um, justice is creating more cogs in the fucking prison industrial complex. Like, that's all it is. It's dollar signs. Um, it's free labor that they can further exploit. Most of the, the ICE detention facilities are at for-profit prisons. Those that aren't at, at, at run-down Walmarts, that is. Uh, like, honestly, <laughs> like, I've said it a million times, but Kurt Vonnegut himself couldn't have written a better no, satire like, yeah, than this modern day. Like, I wish that he had lived to see this shit because he would have been like, ev you know, everything I wrote? Yes. It's just, just forget about it. Yeah. We're, the, we're in it right now. We've literally become a caricature of ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's 
really dark. Um, but yeah, uh, Kamala, but Kamala Harris is really worth mentioning for this reason because I think she's a prime example of that just in a Democrat hat. You know, she's wearing the hat of, you know, Democrats, they proclaim themselves to be this party of like compassion and common sense when really it's just, well, we'll only detain some of the immigrants. And, you know, you got to give it to the Republicans a little bit because at least they're taking the concept of a border to its only logical conclusion um, because they're right. Borders are inherently violent um, and yeah, no, they have a point. What is the point of having a border if you are only going to enforce it sometimes? Yeah. That's why we should just not have the border. But uh-huh. it's also worth mentioning that um, on uh, Kamala Harris's Twitter, uh, she constantly calls to the resignation of Kirsten Nielsen, uh, condemns the internment of children, lots of like feel-good bullshit. Um, but at not one single tweet does she mention ICE by name, the agency that is literally – kidnapping the children and putting them in cages she doesn't even call them out by name 2020 kamala it's gonna be real fun and pearson and i were talking about it i mean pearson and i are both you know we don't really participate in the electoral system um i don't have faith in that system but if you are you know more of like a democratic socialist and you um want to engage in that way this should be a new bar for any candidate that you even consider supporting um this should be another thing to tackle right up there with medicare for all um abolishing ice should be the new baseline for any candidate that you even consider voting for again to to kind of drive that point home brie and i uh don't think that that's the, the right way to go about things um the good news, though, is that there are things that we can do. Um, there are inspiring, insanely courageous things that people are out there doing as we are recording this podcast. Um, people in Portland, people in New York City uh, are, are beginning to occupy ICE facilities. And you can follow, uh, like, at Occupy ICE uh, PDX. Um, you can follow uh, uh, at Mac, M-A-C-C-N-Y-C. These are accounts uh, 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 that are actually on the ground following what people are doing at these places. And, and similar to sort of the Occupy Wall Street movement, we see people going into territory, taking it over autonomously, setting up camps for people to, to live and dwell, um, setting up educational uh, opportunities, setting up medical clinics, and are literally just taking over territory and and refusing to be moved. You can see video online of protesters being dragged out of the way so that uh, cop, cop, cop cars, ICE cars, can go detain more people. Uh, it's it, it's courageous, it's moving, it's beautiful, and, and I want to see more of that stuff. It's hella dope shit. It is. It is indeed. There are other ways that you can do it. If you don't, if you don't live near an ICE facility, don't just sit on Twitter and be an armchair activist. Go out and do banner drops or go out and uh, do wheat pasting. Um, if you can, drive three or four hours with an affinity group and do noise demos. Uh, take over a zone and, and, and uh, occupy it. Help migrant families cross at the border. This is something that's huge that you can totally do. If you live at a, in a border state, um, you can cross over and just go with immigrant families that are moving over and film the police. And as long as they are crossing over and are asking for asylum, they are legally permitted to come into the country. That's an easy 
tangible thing that you can do to actually help people get away from the insane clusterfuck that we have directly contributed to that is in Central and South America. You can host Know Your Right teach-ins and seminars in your community around immigrant rights and educate folks on how to interact if and when they're confronted by ICE, the CBP, or police. Uh, You can support local churches who are sheltering undocumented migrants. You can find out if your city has a local sanctuary movement to try and create a sanctuary city and uh, get in and and try and organize with those folks. Uh, You can tell stories. The stories are so important. I mean, Bree and I are both writers, and and we recognize the importance of stories. Name names. Tell who these people are. You know, we, we talked at the top of the show about how Trump is trying to use words like animals and aliens uh, to try and describe these people. We'll humanize them, give them names, give them faces, tell their stories. The, these are just a couple of things that you can do to try and actually meaningfully contribute to abolishing ICE. These are concrete things that go beyond just checking a box on a, ba- on a ballot. Th- these are things that you can actually tangibly do. Um, June 30th is a a national day of unrest. There are marches going on in D.C. There are marches going on in major cities. So figure out where the closest ICE facility is and fucking go there. Be there. Be present. What's more, protest is all well and good, but it's so important that we actually take direct action. We need to make racists afraid again. We can't allow the fucking libs to redirect this energy into the ballot box. It's another fucking dead end. Go to these protests with an affinity group of of comrades. Go to these rallies and and make sure that the protest takes a more radical bent. It's not hard. Be disruptive. Get in the way. Take over and make sure that it actually is what it needs to be, that it has teeth, that it is is able to actually do something meaningful and, and, and impactful and go beyond just this blasé uh, 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 performance art that so often is the case when liberals decide to go on marches. And it's it's cheap. And they are the Democrats are going to co-opt this and they are going to take this and run with it. Um, and they are going to try and sell the idea that they are somehow on the right side of this. And it is up to us to call them out on that bullshit. Um, I think it's going to be one of the only things that's going to make me feel any better about anything. Um, and like you said, like make sure that like we don't compromise on this and let's keep our teeth sharp because they are going to try they're going to try to package this up and sell it to us in a corporate friendly package. They're vampires and blood su- blood suckers and we need to yeah. show them show the world yeah. what they are. One of my favorite things is um the different corporations that have come out like one of them was United Airlines. Um these different corporations have come out and been like please don't use our our services to a uh, like detain children and bullshit like this and it's like well it's too fucking late. You've already been complicit in this. And it's it's foul. Don't buy into it. Whatever you do, please. Just it's all lies. Use the brain between your ears. Please. It sounds nice, but it doesn't mean anything. Can you think of anything else that any other active um great ways that people are taking action and things that people can do? No, I think you were really thorough. Um just find out what's going on in your community and try and connect like you said, let's get off the internet. Um but I just think Let's not shy away from this conversation. You know, there are so many things that we as leftists, we refrain from talking about in polite discussion or, you know, we maybe don't want to start an argument with a family member. Or, no, fuck that. This is, like, unacceptable. And this is, we need to be on the right side of this uncompromisingly no matter what. And if 
like you said, make racists afraid again. Make anybody afraid to even think about making the most petty excuse for this kind of evil nonsense. Make racists afraid again. Abolish ICE. Fuck it. Burn every border to the ground. But seriously, abolish ICE. So again, if you want to hear more from us, just give us a give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to us via our website. And that's all we really have to talk about today. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Something to respect. Stay up the pillow.